welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast, where we inform, encourage, and support Christian indie writers on the journey toward publication. My name is Jennifer Carl Tong. I write historical Christian romance. I'm Christina Crutane, and I write in multiple genres, including Christian fantasy. I'm Jamie Hirschberger. I write short fiction under the pen name J.R. Nichols. I'm Ron Hagerman, and I write fiction and nonfiction under the pen name Dee Dee Bowman with my writing partner, Barbara Bauk. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm, just, I'm just giggling because um, did you say Christina Cretane? <laughs> I don't know what I said. It came out of my mouth too fast, and I knew I mispronounced it. I, I, I tried to pretend it didn't happen, Jennifer. I'm sorry. That's what you should do. That's like rule number one in broadcasting. If you make a mistake, you just keep going because most people aren't going to notice it. But it just struck me so funny because, and I feel grateful because I do that kind of crap all the time, all the, the time. The problem so. is my brain is faster than my mouth. Mm. And I was thinking about, because I was going to change what I said, I write in multiple genres, including Christian fantasy. Mm. And I was thinking about that when I was saying the first part. I thought you were trying out a new pen name for your uh, critique offering service. No. <laughs> Good morning, Piper. Shell's in the chat as well. Good morning, Teresa. And there she is, the one, the only. Barbara Belk. Hey, morning, Barbara. Barbara. Can't wait to um, read this book. Rhonda says it's coming. I'm very excited. Piper says bump. Did you feel that bus Jen was driving, Tina? Oh. <laughs> I think she's meaning that you ran me over with it or something. I'm really sorry. Okay. I really am sorry. It's fine. I am I am high adaptability and I am not easily offended. Good Which is good. Try, try a lot good. harder than that. Who's it's the a good host? thing then to be my friend. I got to find all I had to... What? No, am I, I am. Hosting? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was worried I was doing a, a really second. crappy job of it, I guess. If you didn't know. <laughs> if you didn't notice, then I guess it's a really bad job. <laughs> We're so organized around here. Right before right, we lie, Jennifer's like, are you guys ready? And Tina's like, does it matter? So that shows you where we were at. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, we really appreciate you tuning in for everyone who is here live for our chat. But we also want to thank all of our listeners on iTunes and Google Podcasts and everywhere else that you can find the audio, which is basically everywhere. YouTubers, if you like what you are seeing or hearing, please remember to like and subscribe. It really helps us to find new subscribers and reach out to new other Christian authors that really need this community. You can also go over to our website, subscribe to our newsletter, which will ensure that you're never going to miss another single episode of the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. And that that website is christianindiewriters.net. So we'd like to start each episode with a segment that we call What's Up? It's a time that we check in with each other and see where we are in our writing as well as our personal lives. So, um, Tina, since I was so horrible to you, I'm going to let you go first. What's up with you, Tina? Um, well, just been busy writing and um, I didn't write as many words as last week, but I feel like I really was very productive. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to spend a little bit of time doing a little research that. I hadn't thought about, you know, you don't think about the little things when um, you're first outlining or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And so as I was taking my little group around the Turnigan arm, which is a finger of the Cook Inlet that like pokes through the mountains uh, south of Anchorage, we call it the Turnigan arm. 
they have great names for things in Alaska. Like I found this river called Stuck Again Creek. I just, <laughs> I just want to hold, write a whole series of books about Stuck Again Creek. Someday. You totally need to. I love it. So um, are you saying turn again, arm? Turn again. Yes. Turn again. But it's all one turn word. Turn again. That's hilarious. So it really does describe the drive around the turn again arm. That's awesome. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I was remembering correctly that the, because there's these cliffs that, are right alongside the road for a lot of the journey and um, straight up and down cliffs. And there's always waterfalls falling from them in the summer. And I wanted to, and they're little waterfalls. They're not like Niagara Falls waterfalls. They're more like your bathroom flooded and you have a waterfall coming down. (laughs) Very very similar in, in Switzerland, if you ever visit Switzerland. So that's exciting. I didn't know it was like that up there. So I wanted to make sure that my memory was correct and that those waterfalls froze in the winter and created like these beautiful sculptures. Um, and so I went in to try to, and to find a, if I was right, I found some beautiful pictures. And if you're a member of my Christina Katane VIP readers group on Facebook, you would have seen the, the pictures that I put. I put some pictures of my mom and I actually driving around the Turnigan Arm. And it was July in those pictures and the mountain peaks are covered with snow. That's and, awesome. then, and then a picture of my mom fishing and the little tidbit that my husband and the kids and I actually went up on one of those mountains called Alieska that July and had a snowball fight. So Aww. in July, in July, that was a great trip. Yeah, That's awesome. So that's my what's up. Great. Piper says her what's up halfway through book three have most of second half brainstormed. That's great. Cause, yeah! that, Cause she does not plot. She brainstorms. That's awesome. Good for you, Piper. All right, uh, Rhonda, how about you? What's your what's up? Well, uh, the last week I've been working on a golf fundraiser for Charity and Lapeer, which is a community mm-hmm. nearby. And I've been experimenting with hashtags since we're talking about this week <laughs> and keeping records. And uh, it's pretty interesting how quickly they can be helpful. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. So that's what I've been doing. This week. Awesome. Wow. All right. So for me, what's up? Okay. Um, I did not get my BookBub new feature release. Oh, well, you didn't think you would really. I really didn't. Like, why is that? Only now, why, like, yeah. They only accept like 20% of the people that apply. But if you don't apply, you're never going to know. Right. And so um, it's kind of made me look at like, I don't know exactly what they look at. I have plenty of reviews on my other books. Um, I think that it comes down to the fact that my BookBub author profile. I don't have a bunch of reviews there. I don't have a bunch of interaction. So I'm going to try for another new release feature deal for book four. Um, And so I'm just going to take this summer and really work on kind of pumping that up like that my book bub. Uh, So I'm going to do a giveaway. I've been working on giveaways. Jamie helped me do a um, Google form, which was super easy. So I'm very excited to use that. And I have scheduled some promos because I didn't do BookBub. I've got some other things going on. I'm going to do a giveaway on Goodreads and I'm doing um, do this BookBub thing. So, yeah, I've been very busy with with launch stuff. Um, and also um, I got an email today, actually kind of in the middle of the night, saying that my author copies are on their way. So I'm super excited. That's Yay. very exciting. Shell says her what's up and working on my short story this week going well so far. Great. Awesome. She said she was gonna. Okay, Jamie. 
Last but not least, what's up with yeah, you? Yeah. Um, what's up? Well, I am actually, I don't know. I write short most of the time, but I'm working on a novel, which I don't know how much I talk about it, but it's a really kind of a different thing than writing short, but I'm feeling really positive about it finally. And I'm really feeling like I'll be able to for sure have it off to the editor in June. So I'm very excited. And I, um, I hope that I can start talking like someone who's very excited about the book soon, but I'm, I'm just having a bit of a hard time wrapping my mind around the marketing stuff. And it's like, I can't even look over there until this book is done because I, that for me is the the thing that's going to be important is to be finished and have something that's ready to publish. Whether it ever sells a single copy will not matter to me. I just need to be done with this. So anyway, right. just an update on that. So if you're looking for a novel from the short story girl, it should be coming your way, uh, hopefully this fall at the latest. So it's an advantage and a disadvantage being a part of this writing group here because the advantage is we... Tina and I have launched and, and done all these things. Uh, Rhonda's published, well, you're, you're published too, but like, so we have like some advice for you and can kind of like things that we didn't have when we first started off. However, when we first started off, there wasn't all this pressure of doing all these things that Tina and I have done. So like, that's probably added pressure on you too. And I just want to tell you right now, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about the marketing. Do you want to know what's, that's really awesome. You say that Jen, I went and for some reason, I was looking up stuff from my very, very first release, I think because it's not wide. So I wanted to see what would happen if I Googled whatever. And do you know what? I came up with an interview that Tina did with me for my first release. And I gave advice in there. It was like, keep your head down and follow your plan, no matter what everybody else is doing. And it's like, when I lose sight of that is when I get derailed. So I really appreciate the encouragement to do just that. And that's why I love this podcast and the people who are in our chat. I don't know if it says anything about my age, but I don't remember. (laughs) I didn't remember either. So don't feel bad. I I was like, oh, I said that. And I also wanted to add to my uh, what's up that if it appears that I'm weeping through the entire podcast, it's not because I don't understand hashtags, which I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's because it's allergy season in Michigan, and I'm allergic to the state. <laughs> the whole <laughs> state. No. Uh, literally, I went to Washington to visit my mom for a month, and my all my allergies went away. And I, when the plane flew into Michigan airspace, I swear to it all came back. Aww. <laughs> oh. I'm okay, so Jason says his what's up, reworking the first few chapters as I take out a few pointless characters in my book, also working on a sermon <laughs> for next week. I've wow. had to take pointless characters out. Like yeah. you, you thought they're going to be great. You're editing and you're like, uh, nope, I just got to. Yeah. Uh, T- Teresa says, struggling this week with knowing what the project I'm working on is supposed to be, but I've oh. still been showing up and working every day. Yeah, that was, you know what, that was me, I think, with my Christmas of Convenience that I've kind of put aside to. Um, and there's lots of reasons why I put it aside, um, but I think partly because I just didn't know what it was supposed to be, like what God's plan was was with that. So it's okay that it's going aside. So anyway. All right, moving on to the topic du jour. Today we were talking about hashtags, specifically like what are they, how to use them. Um, so I want to start out for sure with what are hashtags because some people in the like honestly like 
I know so many people that don't even know what hashtags are. Yeah, they don't ever get on the computer. My husband is in construction. Do you know how many people he works with every day who are even surprised people would spend an hour a day on a cell phone? Like they're outside living life, not doing anything right. virtual, you know? I know people that are that are in our field that really don't, that don't know what our hashtag, they see them, but they don't, so they just kind of don't look there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, there's people like me that really just don't really get it. I don't know. But I plan to try. So yeah. Um, the definition from the Hootsuite blog says, think of hashtags as a way to connect social media content to a specific topic, event, theme, or conversation. They also make it easier to discover posts around those specific topics because hashtags aggregate all social media content with that same hashtag. A hashtag must be written as a single word without any spaces. You can include numbers, but punctuation and special characters won't work. Mm. And a hashtag is what we used to call a pound sign on a telephone, right? It looks like a tic-tac-toe board, but it's kind of slanty and it's above your three. You got to hit shift three to make one. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I would like to expand upon that even yes, further. Yes, yes. Hey, Rhonda, before you say any more, could you put your mic at your mouth? Oh, so Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's yep. much better. Okay. All right. So um, the way I like to think about it is pretty much everybody knows what keywords are for SEO now. So keywords are a way for the search engines to find your content. Well, a hashtag is the way for the general public to find your content. Oh. Because you're not going... You might search for... a keyword in a post, but it's not going to be found until Google or whatever search engine has determined that's the right fit for your search. Mm. And you can follow hashtags too. This is one thing I do know, like on Instagram, I follow certain people. I follow friends. I follow um, other authors that I like, or like actors or famous people that I'm interested in. But I also follow some hashtags like hashtag Christian author hashtag Christian romance and things like that. And that helps me discover new people or new ideas or things that happen go on. I also follow hashtag Marvel because I really like Marvel movies. So like, it doesn't have to be just for your career. It can be also things enjoyable for you too. Yeah. And uh, any interest that you have, which is very interesting to me, but I, I do want to touch on Rhonda. You said if you Google, right. So we're not talking about going to say DuckDuckGo or Google and putting in hashtag, whatever in the search box. This is for when you you are, you can, what will happen? What will happen if Um, you did that? It's not going to be as complete of a search. It'll be a more complete search to use a hashtag on a social media site than it would be in a search bar. Because there's just too many answers, right? Like, so it just, when you, what you're doing is funneling down your results when you exclusively use a hashtag on social media instead of the big, wide internet net, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. So do you want to talk about the different sites and how to use them? Yes. That would be awesome. Because we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) I use them, but I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I want to start with Pinterest uh, because Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, basically they have the same rules for using hashtags Mm -hmm. or the same reasons, purposes, all that. So Pinterest is quite different. Pinterest is really, you need to think of that as a search engine as well, just like Google or Bing or anything. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so they don't put as much weight on hashtags. Those are more for, you know, the people, but, um, 
you don't search with a hashtag on Pinterest either, just like you wouldn't on Google. So um, the rules on Pinterest are no more than 20 hashtags per pin. And really the happy level is like two to eight per pin. Okay, I'm um, sorry. If nobody searches by hashtag, then what are they doing there? Help me. Well, it's like, because it's like a regular search engine. Like you, when you go to Google, you wouldn't search, you wouldn't put hashtag, oh. what do I do when I want to? Like you don't do that. You would just say, like I go to Pinterest and I yeah. type in um, hairstyles for teenagers or yeah. like think, yeah. Yeah. So, but you put the hashtag there. Why then? Why wouldn't you just type the words without the hashtag next to it? I do. I do. So you don't really need to put the hashtag. Not in the search. Okay. Okay. So why would anybody include hashtags in a Pinterest post? Just to get the keywords in there? Well, because if you're trying to get as much traffic as possible, your SEO, the keywords are going to be more important on Pinterest, but there still are some um, people who are going to search for the hashtags. So I believe the percentage was like 12.8% people use hashtags on Pinterest. So Mm -hmm. that's 12.8%. That could be your whole audience. Who knows? Leaving money on the table, right? If you're going to exactly. put the keywords in there anyway, you might as well stick a hashtag next to it. Yes, right. Okay. And, so, and you know what's um, interesting too is there's been hashtags that I didn't know what they meant before. And I have gone to Google and searched it. And, and sometimes Pinterest comes up, people's Pinterest pins. Mm. And so I never thought about that. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. So um, basically just try to put your hashtags at the end of your description um, because that will keep uh, pinners from just going straight to other hashtags Okay. They'll read your content first and then see the hashtags. So at least your content is in their mind. Right. Um, so then places to add the keywords, uh, you put them in your profile name and your bio. Very important. Um, your board names and the descriptions of those boards. Uh, your pin titles, your pin descriptions. Um, you know, sometimes people put text overlays on their pins. Put it uh, there. Wow. Your image file names. That is searchable by search engines and the general public. Oh, image I don't file do names. That. Yes. Wow. I don't even pay attention to what I'm making the image file name. Oh, that right. is good to know. Yeah. So sometimes you might get the most random results from your search. Well, that could be one of the hidden uh, <laughs> image file names. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Piper says, I don't use hashtags. I've just not bothered to figure them out. Welcome awesome. to the crew. This is why we're doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once in a while, I'll do something like hashtag something funny, I'm thinking, but not as something to search for. I do that all the time. Like something like just to be kind of sarcastic, like hashtag, um, hashtag homeschool mom for the win. Not really. Like that's not really a hashtag that the people are using, but I'll like, like I put it there and people will read it and know that I'm mm-hmm. like being sarcastic. So yeah, yes. I get well, that. But if you just put homeschool mom, you yes. probably get a lot of traffic. Probably. Yes. Rhonda, if you do a keyword, usually you have to be really specific. The keyword would be like red Twizzlers, let's say. Okay. All together, like Mm -hmm. no spaces or like, do you know what I'm saying? In a keyword, you do use words with spaces. Okay. So, so here's what my question is. For the purposes of SEO, keywords and hashtags are treated the same or differently? Like, does the hashtag change what you're typing? You know what I mean? Yes. In your SEO strategy, hashtags fall right in there. You could use the same words if that's what you wanted. But um, a little bit later, after I go through Instagram, okay. I will um, go over some different categories of uh, hashtags. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So, so Pinterest, they, they work differently, but you mm-hmm. said the other ones are similar. 
So well, which, they work what do you the want? same. They're just not as useful. As useful. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do we want to talk about next? Which which one would you say? Well, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, they all use them the same way. So I'm just going to kind of lump them all together. Okay. Okay. So um, hashtags are still, they still say in 2021, they're extremely effective for your audience finding you. So um, another thing about them, it's, it's a great way to be discovered by new audiences and not mm-hmm. just your current fan base. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I'll go over that in the category part uh, down there too. Uh, so what it does is it's sort of, you can kind of look at it like a filing system queue for the internet or for Instagram or for Twitter or for Facebook. Because if you type in um, hashtag CIWP, then you'll see all the posts up to a certain date. I, I'm not sure how far in the past they go. I'm sure if you keep scrolling, it'd be all the way back. But you're going to find all. The, it's like going to a file cabinet and looking for your CIWP file. And that's where all the posts are. Well, Rhonda, yes. And um, I mean, I'm getting kind of excited about this. Whenever I talk to you, I get jazzed because when we talk about SEO optimization for websites and using hashtags appropriately, this is all marketing that I call soft marketing or it's marketing that I can do that doesn't cost me any money because what it's doing is making you what's called discoverable which Mm -hmm. means you come up when someone searches for funny book to read, for example, instead of your competition. And it's very important to get this stuff right with your website and your social media, but it's tedious and kind of monotonous, but it's the kind of work that you can put in and and receive results. Like you can, it's like planting seeds, right? And then you can see the flowers bloom later. So to make wise use of these hashtags seems like a pretty good strategy for someone with zero marketing budget. Yeah, it is. It is so fantastic because it's probably the best way for someone with a small marketing budget to get their content in front of people that never would see it before. Okay. This is really exciting and encouraging. Yes. Um, So I just, one random Instagram post was a, um, it was a smoothie bowl. Okay. I've never heard of a smoothie bowl. Well, anyway, some of their hashtags are superfoods, clean eating, uh, vegans of Instagram, uh, vegans of IG, which is Instagram. Play vegan again for me. I said vegan. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I don't know. I mean, like, it's very fancy. You say potato. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. That is my (laughs) Atlas Michigan upbringing. Yes. Coming out. (laughs) Vegans of Michigan. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. So you can see how varied those are. And it doesn't say anything about smoothie bowl. No, not a word about smoothie bowl. Yeah. Um, So do you have any questions yet before I move on to some things to keep in mind? No, but I think what you're pointing out is if you put related hashtags in your post, people might stumble upon you who wouldn't be looking for funny short story, right? Like I could do hashtag raccoon for my book about corny and people Mm -hmm. might find my story because I put hashtag raccoon, not hashtag short story. Right, right, right. Now, if you on this smoothie bowl post, for instance, if you said um, hashtag win a million dollars here, that would be disingenuous, right. you know? So you want to use right. things that are, there's plenty of ideas for useful hashtags. Plus awesome. I think this is a good 
place to stop to and talk about brand just really quickly too. If I were to post something that's a smoothie bowl, I can do that. But I have to remember that if I only use hashtags that are smoothie bowl, then I'm going to bring a bunch of people that think that possibly think that I am like a health and nutrition yeah. or I'm doing recipes, but it's okay to do that. So I, I try to balance it. Like I did on waffle day, I did a waffle picture uh, and it was my daughter's birthday. And then she wanted waffles for breakfast. And I just kind of did that, but I made sure that I also um, with my hashtags also were true to my brand. Would you agree with that too? Like I made sure I had Christian author, Christian romance, the yes. ones that I use like that. So yes, that way okay. when someone finds me too, and they find the waffle thing, they see all my hashtags. They're going to realize like what I, what I'm about. So there's chicks more than waffles. More than waffles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> well, since you brought that up, let's go on to the different types of hashtags. All right. And Great. these aren't specific categories, but I, they're just kind of lumped into random categories. All right. So the first one would be community hashtags. So that would be mm-hmm. where you want to get your community around you. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. customers, maybe mentors, maybe just, you know, peers, whatever. Um, so something like travel photographer, Christian uh, writer, okay. things that Jen was saying, uh, these could be branding things also. Bakers gotcha. of Instagram. Um, how about uh, pastry New York City or pastry NYC? So these are community hashtags. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're going so, through some different types of hashtags. Yes. All right. I'm yes. going to reserve my question. Go ahead. Okay. So um, you might be looking at your post and saying, okay, here's a post about my eclair today. So how am I going to get people involved? Well, there's probably an eclair community out there. Mm. Uh, bakers of Instagram. Oh, that- you're so smart. Well, okay. And then. Okay. Um, there are daily hashtags. Everybody's like heard of Monday. like motivation mo- Monday. Yeah, yeah, I know Tuesday those. Tips, okay. Wellness and, Wednesdays, Eclair. Uh, and those are know. daily. Okay. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> there's Wordless Wednesday. That's one that I've seen. Um, is that your favorite okay. one, Rhonda? Uh, it is absolutely <laughs> my favorite one. Yes. <laughs> I use that one a lot every Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, Phrases that are relevant to things you like to do. Hold on. I thought you said there were four. There are only three category of hashtags. Community oh. hashtags, daily hashtags, oh, week, no. days of the week. No, there's more than four, I think. Oh, okay. I, if I said four, I missed No, no, no. That's okay. So those are the three you're talking about. Got it. Go. So we well, did community and we're doing daily. We did daily. And then now yep. what are we doing? And now this is uh, ones that are just relevant to what you're doing. Ah. So, you know, with the Eclair, bakery love. I got um, it. Eclairs of Instagram, whatever. Um, okay. Hashtags with acronyms. A lot of people like those. They drive me crazy because I spend so much time t- trying to figure out what they say. Yeah. Like, that's um, the ones I've searched all the time. Like that's yes. like quote of the day. I would rather have a long quote of the day than QOTD, but that's my personal preference. Mm. You know, if, you know, if you use it every day, you'd know what it was, but mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. So anyway, yeah, just wait, we should probably sit there for a minute. There are probably a few that you're going to run into in, um, like writer's lift, right? Like, can we think of any hashtags that a new writer is going to run into right away? And like TBR is to be read. Yeah, it means mm-hmm. a book that your, uh, uh, TBF or DNF mm-hmm. is did not finish. Someone did not finish a book. Can you guys think you of it? You don't want to get that. You don't want someone to tag in your book yeah. with that one. Oh, <laughs> that's like oh. Oh. Um, the one that I keep coming across, and then I have to look it up every time because I keep forgetting it, which I will probably remember now. 
because I'm about to tell you guys about it. But PNR is paranormal romance. Yes. Oh, got it. I never would have guessed that. I would have spent all day on that. Yeah. Yeah. I Googled it because I have input in my top five. It's like, Google it. Yep. Okay. So here's some things to keep in mind when writing your hashtags. Okay. All right. Uh, If your profile is private or if your single post is private, the hashtags will not show up. So yeah, if you're an author, you should not have yours private. Like, right. um, like I get it. Like if you want to post pictures of your kids and maybe you have to do a separate one, which is, I know can be confusing, but like making it private, you're not, you're, you're going to lose out on people following you and learning about your writing, about you, about your book releases. So I really encourage you not to have private accounts. If you want to have separate, like have your family stuff over here and then this, that's fine. But you need to have an account that's not private. Sorry. Go ahead, Rhonda. Yeah. Okay. Another thing. Okay. So your hashtag, obviously letters, you can use numbers, but no special characters. And then it has to do with the search engine capabilities of it. So no dollar signs. um, Exclamation points. I like those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. The hashtag is the only one they can use. You can Mm -hmm. use emojis though. So how can you people. do emojis? Um, you just do hashtag um, beach day and like the sun emoji. And okay, that's weird to me because I couldn't do a colon and a parenthesis to make a happy face or would it right. turn into a happy face because well, your punctuation phone, is not allowed. Right. But the picture, you have to actually use the picture from your the phone. Picture. Yes. Uh, yes. See, okay, mm, got a tricky, tricky yep. hashtags. It's- if you find other hashtags, some of them already have it embedded in them, like mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, like Detroit Lions. If you type in hashtag Detroit Lions or one pr- hashtag one pride, it automatically comes with a little lion at the end of it. It's pretty cool. So like, Very so cute. if it's used enough by people, it'll just show mm-hmm. up for you to be able to use. Yep. Yep. Shameless okay, plug. So um, <laughs> obviously you can only add a hashtags to your own post. You can't, it would be nice if you could organize other people's posts for them or for you. But that would you be nice. Yeah. Yes. You can only put them on your own posts and videos. Um, so you can use up to 30 on Instagram and you can use up to 10 on Instagram stories. I didn't even now, know you could use them on stories. How many Never. do you recommend on a WordPress post? How many do you recommend on a WordPress post? Well, a WordPress post, it's not going to be as useful because these are more for social media sites. Mm -hmm. So you would focus on your tags instead on WordPress. So you would do in the tag place what you would do with hashtags. You would change that into like your keyword strategy over on your website. I'm putting two and two together. All right. Okay. So 30 for Instagram post, 10 for Instagram stories. What about the others? Okay. I wasn't able to find exact um, numbers for Facebook or Twitter. And I don't use Twitter a lot, so I don't have a lot of experience with it. But on Facebook, when you post from Instagram onto your Facebook page, they take all those. So it's at least 30. Wow. I don't think that Facebook has a limit. Twitter, you only get so many characters, so you can only use so many True. hashtags along with True. what you're saying. So you have to be very, you have to be very economical with them there. I've learned that. Um, Piper says, um, she says, too many hashtags drive me crazy. If you, I get it. So when you're doing them, I always put like a period enter, period enter, to so where it doesn't show up for people to see, but it's there. Some people will put it in their first <laughs> comment, um, mm-hmm. but they really do help. I know that like seeing too many of them help. But on the 30 thing for Instagram, I meant to say this earlier, 
if you put more than 30, nothing you wrote will show up. Your picture will go up there, but nothing. So you might spend all this time crafting what you're going to say or whatever, but Instagram will post zero of it because you put too many hashtags. So they will penalize you. So you got to be careful. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Okay. So Uh, let's talk specifically. Go ahead. Did you have a... Um, you're going to move on to how to find hashtags, right? Where to find, is that where we're moving to next? Well, I I have one more. we were talking about branded hashtags. Oh, okay. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. So just real quick, um, for ideas for that, it can be your company name. It can be your tagline or part of your motto or part of your mission statements or whatever. Your book title. A book title. You're saying branded hashtags. You're saying create yes. your own. Like now suddenly yes. Rhonda Hagerman is a hashtag. Yes. Right. Okay. Got yes. it. And, and I, I say that you need to, that. yeah, and you need to follow whatever ones you brand, you need to follow them yourself so that when somebody else t- uses it, like with your book or like a, at a signing or whatever, you get a note, you will see it in your feed if it doesn't, if you don't see it somewhere else. So yes. Piper yes. is channeling her inner Jamie. And she is asking, do you have to remember to put all these hashtags? And this is what I wanted to ask. Can you go retroactively? Like I have a million posts on my social media that I did not put hashtags. So answer both those questions, Rhonda. In Instagram, you can put them in the comments and they'll still be useful, but you can't um, put them in the post. Mm. Right. And no to Twitter. Like once it's out there, it's out there. What about Facebook? I mean, the posts are there forever. Like, I mean, yeah, you you can edit those. yeah. Yeah. So I think on Facebook, you probably could do it because you can edit it, but. Not on Instagram. And as far as remembering the hashtags, uh, we'll get to that in a second, Piper. Ooh, fun. We're heading there. Okay. So um, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about promotions. Well, you can use a hashtag to um, promote something in your community. You can have people follow a certain hashtag. You can have them use a certain hashtag to tag you in uh, your social media. Hmm. Um, So it's, it's a way that some people promote. In fact, there's a Instagram account that I follow for painting furniture and it's the uh, business name plus uh, a color. I think I can't remember exactly what it is, but when I'm feeling inspired to paint something, I will um, search that hashtag and see what new things people have painted since then. And it really, uh, it's, it's better than Pinterest sometimes. Mm. I think. And you said earlier that CIWP is one that we have used. Another one we've yeah. used is Right for Christ with number four, Right yeah. for Christ. Um, so we follow those as well. And we've been trying to like slowly trying to like make those hashtags so we can find your things, you know. Okay. So, so you're saying follow the hashtag. And I've just yes. been going, oh, yes, you absolutely should. But what? I follow people and accounts. I don't. How do you follow a hashtag? What are you talking about? Okay. So when I was in Florida, specifically, I was looking for different beaches to shell at because, um, you know, different shells, different weather, different days. Mm -hmm. And so I followed shelling Broward County. So I followed that hashtag because I didn't care who was posting it. If somebody was talking about it, I wanted to know. So there's each social media platform has a different way to say, now I'm following this hashtag. What do you mean by following? Like, what's the actual physical way of following a hashtag? On Instagram, if you type a hashtag or if you click on a hashtag, a page of hashtags that are similar will pop up. Oh. And next to it, there's a follow button, just like on people's mm, pages. I didn't know this. See, I yes. didn't know that people were doing this with hashtags. See why yeah. it's important to have them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, 
So then the, your feed, they'll show up in your feed. If somebody uses that hashtag, then their posts will show up in your feed. So like you get to find new things that you wouldn't see right. normally. And Which yeah, would probably make me like it a lot more than I do. Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I follow a uh, hashtag old barns of Instagram. Ah. And I get beautiful photos every day. Um, uh, agates of Michigan. Uh, you know, so I follow probably two or three dozen hashtags. I'm learning so much. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Okay. Uh, all right. So where are we at? I don't remember. You were, oh, br- uh, you were talking about, I got you all derailed because you were talking about our branded ones and the ones we were using for branded. And then. Uh, I think yeah. we need, if we've kind of like talked about everything you want to talk about, I think that we need to move on to where they find hashtags and how yeah. do we use them. Okay. So uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, Piper asked about typing all the hashtags in. What I do, if I'm going to be getting a bunch of posts ready, I just get my word pad out. And um, just type in all the hashtags that I want to use. And then I just copy and paste them into Mm -hmm. them, into the posts as I do them, because it does get really hard to do. But the thing is, if you use the same set every time in the same order, it can get um, people think that looks spammy. So try not to use all 30 every time and try to mix them up, at least mix the order. Maybe have two or three different sets that you can mix them up in between. I have a suggestion for this is something I discovered recently. Um, mm-hmm. If if I'm sorry, if, if you don't mind me just no. kind of popping in here. I found a website called displayherposes.com and it is a hashtag generator. And you know what? I'm just going to share screen super quick so that we can, um, so that I can show this. But what you do is you put in your, um, right here. Okay. It'd be easier for me to show you than to. So you right here at the top is where you see the black there. You type in hashtags that you use or you want to use and it generates them for you. So I'm just going to show you really quick. If I were to type in, like, let's see, I would say um, I was doing it like I had been doing some Upper Peninsula um, posts. I would type in Upper Peninsula. And you see that it show when I do this, it's going to show you all Michigan stuff. But I'm not just about Michigan. I'm also Here's writing her. a romance book. Right. Mm-hmm. Christian romance. And I can put as many in here as I want, and it's going to, like, give me, like, curate for me a list. And then I can take them out. You hit copy mode, and it automatically gives you your dots so that it, it kind of hides in your Instagram. Um, wow. You can use this on Facebook, too. I found this to be a really, really great resource for me because just like Piper, like, I used to keep them on my phone, right, because then I would post. But the problem was with that, like, what Rhonda just said was that it was the same ones over and over again. Mm-hmm. So this helps me to find new ones. This helps me to be fresh with every single post. It takes me a second to do that, and I copy and paste it, and then I'm all good to go. Can so. you put a link to that in the description, Jen? Because I would love yes. to take advantage of that. Rhonda, Remind is that what you use? Yeah. <laughs> is that I'm what really you disappointed use? they didn't have trolls as one of the hashtags under Michigan. <laughs> yeah. That's the lower peninsula. I know, but yeah. still. Is that what the same thing you use to find your hashtags, Rana? No, that's not the same one I use. Actually, I don't use one that I pay for. What I do is I find posts similar to what I'm going to be posting mm-hmm. and see what theirs are and if there's anything usable and sort of brainstorm from there. Um, yeah. I heard uh, sometime last year that when you are typing in your hashtags, suggestions will come up and you should try to follow uh, maybe one that has a million uh, mm. million um, posts. But then also try to make the most of them ones that are below 5,000 posts 
because you're more really? likely to be seen uh-huh. in a small business. Um, uh, it just, it's proven in the statistics that those are seen more often and more useful to small businesses. Yes. Because, you know, when people say, how do you use social media to sell books? This is really what they're talking about. It's getting your brand and your image in front of people enough times to when they are looking for a book, they'll choose one of yours, right? Ron? Like it's not a hard sell. It's not, here's Mm -hmm. my book for $3, go buy it. But it's Mm -hmm. a way to make your your brand, the one they will pick when they are right. looking for whatever it is. Right. Yep. Right. All right. Yep. Great. We need to wrap this up. Rhonda, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we say goodbye yes. to hashtags? Yeah. One of you has had a question about um, email. Okay. So you can use these in email. And the best way to do that is to organize your own emails because the people you're sending the email to, they're not going to be able to go through your email account and search hashtags for emails <laughs> you sent to other people. And this is also useful for the blog question you had, Jamie. Mm-hmm. So um, what you can do is type out your email and then for your own categorization, you type your own hashtags in white mm-hmm. down at the bottom. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So that they're, you know, just like we've done for editing before or for mm-hmm. sprinting. The so exact no one can see them. Yep. And then you can use, okay, so like this is a museum um, promotion or this one is, um, I don't know, shell cleaning. I don't know, whatever your organization thing is. Mm -hmm. That's all you do. And you can do the same thing on the bottom of your blog post. That's very convenient. So then when you want to search by some, you know, you've written about shells before in your email. Very good, Rhonda. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the last thing I want to say, does anybody want to guess what the number one top Instagram uh, hashtag is for 2021 so far? Probably quarantine. No. What is COVID. it? Beach. <laughs> I sure I had everything to do with it. Did <laughs> <laughs> you use that word a lot? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. I think everybody's dreaming of putting their toes in the sand. Yes. I am right they now. should be. Yeah. Thanks, Rhonda. That was really great. I learned really a lot great. today. Really Me appreciate too. that. I'm glad. But I'm now glad. it is time for us to move on to our favorite part of the podcast, the feeding of the backs, <laughs> which means for us, it's our feedback time. Um, here's a reminder of how it works for us. We, before the podcast starts, we put out on social media with hashtags, um, our prompt so that y'all can join the fun. But we actually do sit down and we, with a timer, we write for 15 minutes on the writing prompt. We do it this the morning of the podcast, and then we don't edit. We don't look at them again. We just share them live. So when we do our feedback in this, this is not like a writing circle critique time because nobody's edited this. This is all positive, encouraging feedback that we give back. And so it's our favorite time because it's amazing what you can come up with in 15 minutes. So speaking of amazing, Jamie, I'm going to have you go first. All right. Um, the prompt today is just simply the topic, Stormy Night. And it it appears nowhere in my sprint. Okay, here we go. The movie proved to be a letdown. There were only three jump scares and Sally hadn't tried to hold my hand after any of them. Not even when the thing came up from out of the swamp and grabbed the woman by the ankle. I didn't mind, equals sign, to prove that I didn't edit. Sally would hold my hand on the walk home I knew. But now I had to be about the business of getting us both out of there. 
The theater was overbooked. Every seat taken with some fellas even lining up around the walls to view the feature. She was twirling her hair the way she did when she watched people in the halls at school while I stood in line to get a drink. She never let me hold her hand there either, even though most of the guys with gals was doing it. How come you didn't try to grab my hand? I wasn't scared. I believed her. It took a lot to scare Scal Sally McAfee. One time I saw her plunge headlong into Stink Creek after a hardball, and Jimmy Neblum had insisted there was gators all throughout that water. Also, I knew she'd been noodling, and I was always scared myself of any woman rumored to have stuck her hand inside a mouthful of fish fangs. What's going to scare you then? I asked. My face felt hot, and I couldn't help but punch myself on the knees as I asked. I didn't know why I was so angry. Tommy Fortune, if you want to hold my hand, you can just ask me. Her jaw was set. Her eyes flashed. I don't like to be tricked any more than I like to be scared. Oh, I wasn't trying to trick you. I scowled, sinking back into my seat and realizing that's exactly what I'd been trying to do. After a moment, I took a peek. She was still twirling her hair, looking just as mean as ever. I still wanted to hold her hand, though, so I told her that. See now, she said, giving me a smile that made it all worth it. Was that so hard? No, ma'am, I said, at the same time regretting having made such a fuss. I had her hand now. What was I to do with it? I needn't have worried. Sally clamped down on my hand, leaving me no choice but to squeeze hers back. Ouch, she cried, and I immediately released, horrified. She burst into whooping laughter. Oh, Tommy, you didn't hurt me none. She brought our still-joined hands to her mouth and pressed the back of my hand to her lips. You treat me like such a delicate flower. Don't you know how tough I am? Tommy did know. See, switch of person or whatever. Sally's toughness <laughs> was what he liked about her, what made her seem like the right choice to have at his side. You're a tough cookie, all right, Sally McAfee, a tough cookie indeed. There's still time, but I am done with this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> me too. Oh, Jamie? Good. So, oh, my word. So Tell me, please, that you've been noodling. No, but my friend Stephanie has. I'm so in awe of her. She's crazy. Okay. So that's a question. Piper says, is noodling some kind of fishing and not some kind of kissing? I was in the same place. Fishing. I'm like, oh, she's, who's she kissing? Like, no. okay. So, so not, not to be confused with canoodling, which is <laughs> cuddling and, you know, whatever. Noodling is where you go in this murky water. Let me just tell you, you cannot see it in the water. And you know, this is where the catfish live or whatever kind of fish they are. Like, and they're scary to me. And you just take your hand and shove it in the hole and let the fish bite your hand and then pull your hand out of the hole with the fish still on it and you eat that's how you feed your family you're cooking you some tough women doing that not scared yeah. a bit to stick their hand in a hole and let a fish bite it what and they're huge like this ain't yeah. no little fish yeah wow i'm gonna have to watch some youtube videos later like this is a whole yeah. new world of things i've never even known about <laughs> My friend Stephanie, I'm so impressed by her. She's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to ask the same you boat. which Stephanie, because I need to know. Yeah. Piper says, act, no way. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, same, same. So <laughs> that was awesome, Jamie. I love your characters always, but those characters oh. were great. And I love that you're done with it. Like, I feel like yeah. we, we got to know the characters and that was the story. It was like, just ask me. If you want to hold my hand, just ask. Like, that was just great. Love Thanks. it. I appreciate it. All right. Ooh, I'll go next. All right. So I took a few extra seconds. I'll be honest. Full disclosure. <laughs> um, I'm nowhere near the end. So this, I've been back in the world of my Rhonda, my Widows of the West. And Yay! so my, that's where my head was. So I didn't get anywhere near where I wanted to get. And I'm not sure it worked. I needs a lot of editing because like, I feel like I was like, 
you know, do you ever write something and feel like you're crafting it and then you read it and you're like, that's garbage. <laughs> like you just yes. really need a lot of work. That that's is my life works. right now. Editing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, that's not the right button. There we go. <clears throat> Colleen sat upright in bed, her heart pounding. Sleep-induced fog muddled her thinking for only a moment as she struggled with what had woken her. Then she heard it again. A loud, deafening crack of thunder shook her house, startling her to fully awake. A vehement wind battered against the siding as if attempting to rip it from its frame as rain, light at first, began to an assault on the roof the very next minute. A loud banging sounded in the distance, a sound that Colleen hoped wasn't what she expected. She grabbed a robe, and then I put in princes. Do they have robes then? I don't even know. <laughs> mm-hmm. try, like, awesome. Maybe our coat. I don't know. Yeah, that's how you do it when you're sprinting, though. Look it up yes. later, right? Right. Yeah. My grandma used tight- to wear a house coat. Yeah, so maybe it's how I don't know. I got to figure it out. And wrapped it tightly around her waist. She made her way down the dark halfway, nope, hallway, <laughs> toward the picture window. <laughs> Lightning struck, illuminating her property outside the window, confirming her fear. The loud banging was her barn doors flapping in the storm. Repairing the latches had been on her list, but it seemed less important than other tasks until now. Quickly pulling on her boots, she rushed up the door. The wind grabbed the do- that door as well, and it took all her might to pull it shut before rushing toward her barn doors. Sounds dumb. No, Light- no, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Lightning tore across the sky once again, lighting the barn. The doors rattled so violently that she wasn't certain, having experienced difficulty with her own door, how she was going to corral these. What are you doing here? A voice as angry as the wind screamed at her. She turned and struggled to see the origin of the voice, but knew it was Cade. The doors, she screamed back. Three, two, one. Well, three, two, one happened earlier. A voice but. as angry as the wind. I love it. Oh, thanks. thanks. That was great. I'm so glad you're working on that again. I am too. Yeah. I, this and I'm editing Sarah. That's my focus right now. But <laughs> as I, oh, I'll save this. That's, that's for what's next. <laughs> I love so that there's literally a storm and it's probably a pretty stormy place. Like if you were going to imagine plopping it down in the middle of their relationship, like you would think that it would be very, you That's know. That's exactly where we're at. That's exactly right. where I'm putting it. Yeah. 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 Very good. I love that. I love the, the, the atmosphere picking up on the emotion of the relationship. That's great. Yep. It's going to be rich. Tina, are we boring you? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, like, it's like my allergies and not I breathing right. It's contagious, it's... too. I keep trying to like not I'm show sorry. everybody. I'm I keep trying to hide it. Don't but... be sorry. I was funny. I know what you're going through right now. It was just so funny because you're like. <gasps> no, I was really enjoying <laughs> like, that. Trying... <laughs> and I really wanted it to keep going because I wanted to know why Cade was angry at her which for going to her own barn. Because <laughs> she's not being protected. That's his job is to make sure she's safe. Exactly. Little lady. Well, I'm back in there. I know. <laughs> I'm with Sally in your story. Like, yeah. Like, oh, Don't you know, know I'm tough? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, too, like, he doesn't know everything she's been through, and he doesn't know that she's been running this this ranch like, for years because her husband yeah. is a, her, her now dead husband was, a, you know, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe all the women he knows is city folk who couldn't handle a door. He don't know. No, you don't know. Yeah. Where do you find out? All right, Tina, to keep you awake, let's have you go next. <laughs> okay. I um, I actually wrote mine from the point of view of one of the characters in my first book called Named Mary. And um, I don't know that we got anywhere, but it's certainly a storm. So <laughs> here we go. No matter, no matter the weather outside, the dogs needed to be fed. 
Mary pulled on her mucklucks, tucking her waterproof caribou breeches into them. Then she pulled on her parka and rabbit fur mittens. She pulled the hood over her head and rolled out the muff, creating a tunnel similar to the entrance of an igloo. This would allow her to see without the wind and snow reaching her face. Out on the porch, the wind howled through the leaf-bare branches of the birch and cottonwood trees. Thick snowflakes raced each other horizontally through the air. Mary could not see the dog yard from the porch, though it was only yards away. She grabbed hold of the rope tied to the porch railing, wrapping it around once so she could still move without accidentally letting go. The rope led her to the shed where the frozen fish stew for the dogs was stored. She put kindling in the stove, lighting them before adding the wood that had been split down enough times so that it would light quickly and burn hot hot just long enough to heat the dog's dinner. Mary pulled back her hood and removed her mittens to get this done and heft and to heft the large pot onto the stove. She heated, heated it just until it was slowly bubbling, stirring it to distribute the heat, and then, putting her hood and mittens back on, she pulled it out into the dog yard in an old toboggan. The storm barely fazed the dogs, their thick coats having been created for conditions such as this. In fact, they loved it. Some lay on their backs in the snow, letting the accumulating white stuff partially bury them. Some sat happily on their houses, and still others ran in circles as much as their leads would allow. Mary tied herself to a rope tied to stakes that ran in front of the dogs' houses. She could only see two at a time due to the storm. She filled each dog's dish with a large scoop. With a large, well, that's bad. With a large, <laughs> I can't even read it, it's so bad. With a large scoop with a long handle carved from cottonwood. The dogs happily gulped down their dinner. There was no point filling their water bowls. It would only freeze within minutes, and the dogs knew enough to quench their thirst with snow. Once all their bowls were full, Mary deposited the empty pot in the shed and made sure the fire in the stove was out. She would clean the pot and check the dog's bedding when the weather cleared. She made her way once again along the guide rope to the front porch. A wolf's howl began to echo from somewhere close by, but was abruptly cut off by the wind. Angelica slipped inside the cabin and removed her winter clothes. Three, two, one. Love it. And I love that the stormy night is like, like totally different than what Jamie did or I did. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that's really great. I love the idea of you have to have a rope to literally tie yourself to your house so that you don't die. Like the isolation is just really. Yeah. You really felt it in that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thanks. I can't read, wait to read the next book. It's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, all right. Saving the best for last. Rhonda That's Hager, right. Let's hear what you got, lady. Okay. It was a dark and stormy night. Grandma paced around the kitchen floor like she was practicing for the anxiety pageant. She had been wringing <laughs> oh. her hands so long, they were now glowing red. Aww. Joel, Joel, sit down, boy. Just sit down for a minute. Ivy Lee directed her strained voice, which was barely above panic at my little brother. I looked over at Joel, my eyes pleading with him to just sit in the chair and fall asleep. When I caught his eye, I glanced down at my own folded hands, which were resting peacefully in my lap, trying to telegraph my plea to him. He, of course, was not paying attention to me. Grandma was in front of the window now, not directly in front of it in case a cow came flying through the window, but on the side where she could peek through the holes in the new eyelet lace curtain she bought at JCPenney last week. I'm old enough to go shopping with Grandma now, and I helped her pick them out. But even as a seven-year-old, I knew those flimsy lace curtains wouldn't protect her. 
Mm. Joel spoke up. Grandma, look at all the switches under the pear tree now. <laughs> he had snuck up behind Grandma while she stood at the window. At the sound of his voice, she jumped. Youngin, if that tornado wasn't so close, I'd have you pick me up one of those right now. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> she stuck her whole face in the window, then decided. Danielle, grab your brother and doll and get in the basement. I did not argue. That's as far as I got. Yay! Yay! I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> From the get-go, anxiety pageant. Like, boom. Oh. Like, you just, like, yep. so good. And I, my cow flying through the window, like. You never hilarious. know what's going to happen in a tornado. Right? Well, it, isn't it? your brother's name actually Joel? Yeah. yeah. Is, this a, is this a real story? Like, is it just yeah. actually. And, yeah, my grandma's Ivy. Yeah. Love and it. who hasn't been the person who's looking at the sibling going, just chill already? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're yeah. making it worse. Yeah. Don't <laughs> point out the switches under the tree. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jason says, Rhonda, that is so funny. Mm. Piper says, I was wondering why they were still above ground. LOL. Right. Oh, yeah. Then she yeah. don't have folks like ours. Right. Rhonda. Like yeah. me and my husband are still gawking. We're like, get in yeah. the basement. The kid, we're still <laughs> right. looking. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there are tornado chasers. is like a something people like love to do. That and might be my husband and I's retirement plan. My bro- my husband too. Yeah. He can join you. <laughs> Piper says she's never been through a tornado. Um, yeah, we get them all the time here. Like we haven't had bad ones recently, but it's kind of like a a common thing. And my mom was your grandma, still is to say. My dad is the one. Uh, if it's my time to go, we talked about this this week. If it's my time to go, and so like here we are as kids being pulled back and forth. Go to the basement. They're fine. Go to the basement. They're fine. So like I love your story. Like I was there. Like so yeah, good. For sure. It was very realistic. The yeah. last um tornado warning that we had that was really you know it was close uh-huh. and it might actually come near us everybody in the neighborhood was on their front porches like searching the sky for it like nobody yep. was in their basement all right <laughs> yes and the detail that she's old enough to shop for the curtains and yes. that they're too flimsy to protect grandma like that totally tells what kind of child you were that you're thinking about that <laughs> and jc penny took me like we still have jc penny but like my grandma had it's not the same. And I would shop with her. And like, I just, yeah. I was there. Like that was so, I just love it. Thank, thank you for taking me to memory lane. Oh, I, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Um, Barbara says, Rhonda, you care <laughs> too stiff for good switching. Uh, and grandma <laughs> figured that mom. out. That's all she had available. So <laughs> in case so grandma hasn't figured it out yet, Barbara is Rhonda's mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm did, sure she did your grandma ever switch, switch you? Like, me? No. Yeah. I saw Joel getting switches and I was like, mm-mm. Not for My me. grandma threatened to switch me for a better kid a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's father um, was a smart aleck one time and brought like a whole like branch like, to his dad and his dad used it. <laughs> That's what well, he brought him. Yeah. Teresa says, I was at a party once where all the moms and kids were in the basement and the dads were all outside on the stairs <laughs> updating us on what was happening. Yeah, that yeah. sounds, yeah. Sounds we very were, typical. This was a few years ago when my oldest stepson was still at home. So we're talking like long time uh, close to 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And um, me, all of us, were, me and the girls were downstairs. I think Spencer was already in bed in his basement. His bedroom was in the basement. Um, and I was like all nervous wreck, right? And they were out on the porch watching. And I said, please come down. Oh, we're fine. And so the girls and I are down there just playing Barbies probably. And all of a sudden you hear like a herd of elephants. 
down our stairs because lightning struck and they saw something. Like it was literally, and then we it was reported like down the street from us. They they actually it was an actual tornado and like they could not get down the stairs. It was it was they were almost falling down. It, it was so funny. So yeah, we we experienced tornadoes around here. So. All right, great. So we are um, almost out of time, but we quickly want to check in with each other and with our chat to see what is happening next in our lives. Uh, Rhonda, let's go with you. Let's go backwards. What's going on with you? What's your what's next? Well, I'm trying to get my social media back in order. Um, Mom is pumping out the chapters right now. So I'm, um, you know, getting those all compiled and ready for my editor. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I, my week is going to be engulfed with those two things. Exciting. Awesome. Yes. I'm thrilled. Okay. Jamie, what about you? What's your net? Um, writingshorts.net. I'm just now checking my website to make sure the right pop-up still comes up. Yes. Right now, One Quiet Afternoon is your free book for signing up for the Writing Shorts newsletter. But come the first of the month, I am switching it out to a um, low, low, I don't know, low fantasy. I don't know. It's a knight in shining armor kind of a little tale. It's really great. Um, the focus is on the characters, not necessarily the setting, which is why it confuses me as usual. But it's called A Knight's Gift. It'll be your free short story if you sign up for my newsletter, writingshorts.net. It is available for sale. However, please don't think I'm dumb. There's a typo in the description. If you see it for sale anywhere right now, you'll see a typo in the description. Isn't that lovely? But oh. I've submitted the correction and hopefully it'll be handled. But, bleh. but, Sign up for the newsletter. You'll get a correct copy. WritingShorts.net. Who's next? Awesome. I'll go next. So I've got um, lots of things going on. I've, the release is what, three weeks away. And so, um, I like I mentioned earlier, I did not get the BookBub deal that um, I applied for, which I didn't expect anyway. But I have scheduled some promotions. I have a Goodreads giveaway for paperback copies happening. I start opening up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if you don't subscribe to my newsletter, um, you can go ahead and do that at jennifercarltong.com. And then you could uh, get all the deets for how to apply for that. I'm also going to be doing some giveaways for signed copies uh, with a book bub promotion that I'm going to be doing next week as well. So giving away lots of stuff, getting ready for the launch and I'm not just doing marketing. I am writing. So, um, I have decided that I'm going to outline a bunch of books. I'm like, Yay. I am going to try to do the entire series before I even start writing it and see if that makes me more productive. Ooh, I, I'm feeling like it's going to be good for me. Yeah. So you'll have to keep us posted how it goes. Like if you like the outlining process, all of that, that's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. Jason says, what's next? I took a five senses class yesterday and now I will be going through and using what I learned in my writing more. Great. Also getting sermon finished so I can practice before next Sunday. Let's practice what you preach, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> my says, next i have a faithful read promo next week oh i can't wait to hear how it goes for you oh, that was my past promo yeah, yeah. And that's what i have on um launch day i have a faithful read or I'm, i applied for one we'll see plan to get moving into the second half of the book yay shell says what's next goal is to finish my short story by the first she probably will she's a goal completer. Yeah. all right tina what's next for you uh writing 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 and um if you want, if you want to go over to Facebook and join the Christina Katane Readers VIP group, or it might be VIP Readers, Christina Katane VIP Readers. I am as I'm doing these little research things about whether or not the Kenai River freezes or waterfalls freeze or things like this. I've been posting some pictures and different information in the in that group. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, or you could 
um, join my newsletter at ChristinaCatane.com. I might put some of that in there. And there's also a link in there to join the VIP readers group if you have awesome. trouble finding it. So that's what's going on with me. Teresa says, what's up? I need to outline and cast my work in progress and decide for sure mm-hmm. if it's going to be a romance series or a Vela serial. Oh, yeah. We yeah. didn't even talk about Vela. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to, everybody's talking about Vela. So I'm kind of glad we didn't. I'm, every email I get from everybody is about Vela. So, but we'll talk about that maybe in our uh, what's up next week. When we finally bit, so. are like, we're so tired of hearing about it. I guess we better go figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick. Jason says, I love your research post, Tina, especially uh-huh. as a fellow learner. That's, That's so great. great. Yeah, Jason uh, had asked me, like he sent me this, I don't know if it was a, a messenger message or an email asking me how I use my learner. And I, I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just do it. I didn't know how to answer the question. So that question's been in my mind that he wanted to know that. So when my learner pops up, I'm like been putting it in there. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, here's how it shows up. That's awesome. Well, I hope that Great. helps you, Jason. Well, I hope it helps everybody to reach out and just ask those questions to the people who they, um, if they're, if you're reading their stuff or if you just have a curiosity, because, you know, we don't, we don't know that people care unless they reach out. Frankly, we don't know what to research or what to bring to the podcast if we don't hear from you all. So we really appreciate the chat and we really appreciate all of the questions and emails that you send us. We appreciate y'all so very much. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that concludes this week's episode of the Christian Indie Writers Podcast. So until next week, may your pen be prolific. May your deadlines be met. May all of your words honor Christ. Bye, everyone.